Hello there! Welcome to the International Business Podcast, a show for those who work across time zones, borders, and cultures. I'm your host, Leonardo, from Shanghai, but let's make it simple and just call me Leo. We also have a new co-host, Stefano, based in Paris. Coming up on today's episode... A story, wrapping a story around our messages does so many things. It helps people to understand those messages better. We can remember those, those messages better. But more importantly, it's the emotion connected with those stories. So we, we remember emotions far more than we, do, than we do words. Online, things need to be shorter. Our messages need to be shorter and more concise. Peter travels the globe, now virtually, helping people define, craft and deliver clearer stories with stronger impact. He helps executives, entrepreneurs and teams to develop their speaking style in front of a crowd or in a virtual setting. You can find more information about him in the show notes, including the promo code to his next masterclass. Now let's begin. Hi Peter, I'm glad to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I have a straightforward question. What makes you an international professional? Why would you define yourself as an international businessman, Peter? A good question, which I hopefully will have a good answer to right now. So I am, so as, a, as a speaker coach, as an international um, coach, helping people tell their stories, companies, CEOs, startups, or people just who just want to to share their messages better. I work with uh, teams around the world, uh, different uh, countries, um, different continents. As an MC, as somebody who shapes stages as well, I work with teams at tech events pretty much, again, globally, internationally. Uh, most of those are in Europe or the UAE, um, but now and again, a little bit further, even over, over where you are in China. And uh, so working with these teams, working with with professionals that are not in my my home country i live in croatia i'm from london so uh, uk is, is my is my native home country but but for the last 20 years here in croatia um i've lived in seven sorry yeah i've lived in seven countries uh, throughout my career and uh worked in about 32 i think so right now we're recording a podcast so audio is everything. I wanted to say it is of paramount importance, but it is everything. And but in general, in business, Peter, how important is our audio? And by that, I mean our voice. Oh, very, very important. It's, it's essential. And it's something that we don't put enough focus on and put enough energy onto either. And we're not, most of us are not really self-aware of our voice. So if you think about it, a lot of how, when we communicate with others, people see us, they see how we move, they see what we're wearing, they see the, 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 the style of our hairstyle. Right now I'm looking, those of you, that, well, most of you can't see this, but I'm looking right now at, at you and I can see the, the way you're, you brushed your hair and, and the, what, what jumper you're wearing. So all these are signals, all these are ways of, of communicating non-verbals they they show us they tell us certain things but the the voice the voice is by far and i will always say it the, the biggest influencer 
of them all. It's the one that taps into the emotion more than anything else. So remember emotion, the, the easiest way, the quickest way we feel emotion is through sound. So think about it, music, songs, our favorite tunes, tracks, um, when, we, when we're watching a TV show, something on Netflix, the music, the theme tune, the movies that we watch, the score, the, 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 the audio score from a movie, that's probably, that's the most important thing, even more important than the actors. It's actually the score, the music that's behind the film that gets people feeling the feelings they want to feel. So, so emotion and sound or sound is, is so, so important. And how do we do that as humans? We do that through, through our voice. Our voice tells us so much. It tells us so much about how we're feeling right there. And then it tells us, often tells us, can tell us our intentions, whether we like something, whether we, how we feel about something, how we, often it's actually how we feel about ourselves. <laughs> Strange thing, but so true. How we feel, how we're thinking about ourselves often comes out how we project our voice. And, and yeah, it's really important to, to, be, to be aware that this is, this is a tool. My biggest tool in my job, naturally as a, as a speaking coach, is, is my voice. Right? So I, I try to help people to understand that, not just people who have to speak on stage, but constantly we're using our voice to, to influence, to persuade, to create the right projection, the perception of others about us. Right now, this podcast here, again, all we have to go by, two things, your voice and my voice, and, and those sounds we make together, how we interact, and the people listening, listeners to this right now, they're creating, if they haven't already done so, probably have a perception of me and a perception of you, whether they like us, whether they want to keep on listening, whether this is good enough for them, <laughs> if it's going to take up too much of their time, if they're going to get value from this podcast. So our voice, yeah, very, very important indeed. And taking the time to, to be more self-aware of how we sound. A very important thing indeed. After your answer, Peter, I'm not sure if I should just shut up and let you talk for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I know you are an amazing storyteller. So I think it would be beneficial to the audience if you could share some insights on storytelling. Let's say some ideas that our listener can use to help them you know, use storytelling in the way they communicate, let's say in a business environment. So I think the first thing we need to define is, or we, need, we, we all need to realize is that emotion is, is the, the more important, most important thing here, all right? Emotion, I've already said it, touched upon that with the voice, but emotion is, that's what we need to get. And the best way to do that is through telling stories, is, is through looking at moments in our, in our lives, in other people's lives, what happens between people we always want to hear about, you know, gossip, that's what it, gossip is literally stories, stories that we want to hear about, stories that have different emotions att attached to them. There might be drama, grief, suspense, um, good things, bad things, all these things connected with, with, with different emotions. So a story, wrapping a story around our messages does so many things. 
It helps people to understand those messages better. We can remember those, those messages better. But more importantly, it's the emotion connected with those stories. So we, we remember emotions far more than we do than we do words. Looking for moments and looking for stories, things that have happened to you, things that have happened in your career, little things. Often we think it has to be something big. So these, these like the word storytelling, for so many people, they think to themselves, well, I, I can't do storytelling. I haven't, got a, I haven't got stories. I haven't got a big story. Maybe you haven't got a big story. Most of us don't have massive epic stories. All these things that we maybe hear about in the news, media stories, on television, in movies, all these things here, most of us don't. But we all, all of us, we have stories. We have moments that have happened in our lives, things that have happened to us today, yesterday, last week, that actually can, can actually portray an emotion. All you have to do, all you have to do, it sounds simple, <laughs> But try doing this a little bit more. Identify the emotion you want to share, you want people to feel about your message. Once you've identified that, then look, try to think back, okay, what happened to me or to somebody I know that gets people to agree with you and it's relatable so they can put themselves in that position. And then try to figure out how you're going to use that story to show that emotion. So have you ever, have you ever looked for your name on LinkedIn? Have you ever done that? Yes, I've done that. Uh, and what did you find? <laughs> Myself, <laughs> a few yeah. other people. <laughs> did you find anyone else with the same uh, name? Yes, I did. And what did you do? Did you, did you connect? Did you want to connect? Did you look at, did you think to yourself, shall I connect with this guy or not? No, I think I just looked, I uh, looked at their profile, but I didn't send them a out of curiosity well listen the other week this was like two weeks ago i i found peter hopwood that's my name and i found another peter hopwood now there's not i i'm pretty sure there's not too many on this planet but uh, i found one and there were you know i i looked a little bit further and it's a gentleman that lives that lived not too far away from me in my hometown in england and i looked at his profile he seemed okay he seemed like a normal guy and i thought why not i'll, I'll connect with him and you know even if it's just for like just to share a hello and it's quite curious that we've got the same name. Anyway, cut a long story short, he replied to me. We chatted a little bit and then I just said to him, listen, you know, um, I don't know much about my, my, my father's side, my father's family, because it was a very small family and I don't hardly know anything about it. Uh, he lost contact with the family when he was younger. Um, but his, my, my family, I believe my grandmother was from a certain part of London. And I, and I wrote that down on the, on, on the DM to him. He then replied, my grandmother is from that part of London. And I said to him, that's strange. What was the, what was, what was um, your grandmother's name? What did it start with? And he asked me, what did your grandmother, grandmother's name start with? And then and to cut a, a real long story short, he's my cousin. So he's, he is actually my cousin, my, my father and his father both called their sons the same name without knowing. And for 47 years, all this time, I didn't even know he existed and he was just around the corner and we called the same name. So what I'm saying is, that's just one, one small example, it's crazy, but true. 
moments. There are moments that are happening happening to us all the time. And and sometimes the, the smaller the moment, you can have just as much impact with the emotion that you want to share. So to rephrase this, Peter, prospecting on LinkedIn is important. You can find a customer, but also a family member. <laughs> you can find your long lost cousin who has the same name as you. Uh, let's move a second on to the, huh, the COVID-19 landscape. Everybody's job changed over the course of the past 12 months. How about your job, Peter? And right now, which are the main objectives your clients want to achieve? The job I do or the, the roles I do and did up until about February last year completely changed. So moving, uh, you know, flying out to, to conferences, tech conferences, events, naturally those all stopped, that stopped. And also the coaching, going to, going to meet clients face-to-face, -face, seeing them, hearing them, they could hear me, building that relationship, building that relationship together face-to-face, -to -face, you know, all stopped. So I had to pretty quickly learn how to be just as effective if that's even possible at the time going through my mind doing everything through a screen and it took a bit of time it certainly took a, a lot of time to create that to, to be good at speaking through a screen speaking through a camera all the time and get the same the same amount of engagement and that's really difficult and looking at you know looking at what companies are really trying to do nowadays the clients i'm certainly working with is number one, the number one thing before we go even further is the virtual engagement, making sure that their, their team members are, are, you know, building their speaking skills in the right way. I'm not necessarily talking about presenting online or, you know, doing a keynote online. It's just the simple day-to-day -day showing up, making sure that they show up well, they sound good, they look good, they get their messages across in a concise, clear, sharp way, making sure that, that you know, the company's reputation isn't tarnished in some way just because of, of bad Zoom calls. So that is a, a real importance and, and something really crucial for a lot of companies now. Um, and again, taking that further, people who actually present, lead webinars, have to present online, pitch online, get the messages, messages across, get people to trust them without meeting them face to face. These are all elements which are, are tough. It's not easy. And that's where I, they bring me in to help them do that. Let's get practical on this, Peter. Let's compare speaking face to face uh, with someone or virtually. What are the things we need to do differently when communicating virtually when we're face to face we have we have something that is that is uh that is called time we have more of it when we're face to face we're kind of forgiven for for not taking up people's time as much all right so face to face we see them we can feel them we can we can sense them in the room we can sense the feeling through body language through the non-verbals i mentioned earlier on through the, the eye contact, through how we're looking at someone, the attention and the presence. 
So all of that we can we can feel when when that's taken away and all we have is a screen, we left we we're just left with with a reduced sense of that, right? So we need to to boost up that engagement. So we need to first of all look good. We need to sound good. So a, a microphone uh, doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but just invest in a little bit of uh, tech. So you sound good. A small lapel mic is enough. You know, it doesn't have to be anything great. Your webcam probably, oh, sorry, the the microphone on your laptop or PC probably won't be as strong as it could be. So yeah, investing in in a mic, lighting, a little bit of good lighting, understanding probably number one, just understanding how you look, sound, and and the background behind you as well. So just the just the setup. That's the first thing. The next thing to remember, as I mentioned earlier, is time. Online, things need to be shorter. Our messages need to be shorter and more concise, right? People's, when we look at a screen, when we're online, when we're on a meeting, when we're listening, we are, you know, our distra- we have so many other distractions, right? So listening to somebody speak online is taking up a lot of time. Our time shorter in every sense of the word, physically, health, what we do at home. We've got kids maybe running around or we're in our, in our, in our, in our living room and we've got the TV in front of us. We've got so many other things, right? So you have to respect that as somebody online giving a presentation or leading a call or leading a webinar. You really need to respect that. And how do you do that? Make things as concise as possible to the point. You don't have to waffle or just keep things going for no no point at all. At the beginning, make an agenda, you know, the first thing you do, you have a welcome slide. So as people come in, they can see they're in the right place and they're ready. And we just, when we've got enough people, then we start. Explain why they're there. Explain what's going to happen after this next 20 minutes. You'll walk away with with value. You're going to walk away with this, this and this. You're going to understand this better. And it will help you do this, this, and this. So explaining why people are there, are there, giving them the value, an agenda slide, letting them know what's happening. We want to be led in the right direction. So, and, and all of that wrapped up with higher engagement. And again, you can do that in different ways through your voice, as mentioned. Variating your voice, pitch, melody, pace, volume, all these things get people to try to get people to listen more. Podcast as a, as a podcaster, you know this, you know this, this is so true. If you just kept on the same same tone all the time and it was like this. So literally what, what happens is if you always do the same tone, whatever tone it is, people will start to click and they won't listen to you anymore. So even if that's high energy, if you're giving lots of, if you, even if you're staying at the high energy all the time and you can feel that in the voice, you can hear that constantly. If you keep on the same level, whatever it is, again, people will turn off. So the idea is you mix, you mix and match. So you're sharing sometimes something that's low and deep and, and putting in pauses. Sometimes you speed it up a little bit if you want to create a little bit more excitement and, and your, your pitch actually goes up slightly as well. And then a pause, for example, that can create that energy. Talking about anxiety, Peter, is it normal 
to feel this way before a presentation? And more importantly, according to your experience, is it about accepting this feeling or should we work to eliminate it completely? So the first question, is it normal? Absolutely. Is it normal to feel anxious? Is it normal to feel nervous? Absolutely. We are put in these situations and however, how, however many times we've done it before, even the experience that we have, that, that nervousness, the anxiety still kicks in. But the difference between somebody who, who doesn't really show it or seems to not have that anxiety, the difference between someone like that and somebody who does show it is, is knowing how to handle that anxiety and handle those feelings. That's all it is. So I get nervous. I'm sure you get nervous, um, but it's, it's how we handle it. Does it ever go? No, it, this, this will never go. It, it doesn't, I don't know anybody who doesn't feel nervous. They might say they don't, or they might hide it because their ego's high, <laughs> but the, everybody feels it. And everybody has that, 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 that feeling. So it's, it's knowing how to combat that. And you can do that with many different, different techniques. Some are long, some are very short and quick fixes. So most of them are actually mindset ideas, getting into the right frame of mind, because what we think about our thoughts or really our feelings and our thoughts are displayed through, through our body and also displayed, also projected through our voice. Right. So if we can start to somehow change those thoughts and redirect those feelings somewhere, somewhere else, somewhere else that will keep away from negativity or keep away from that voice that's telling us that, you know, the, 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 the doubting messages that that voice tells us, that little voice on our shoulder that's always telling us we can't do something or we shouldn't do something or why on earth are you doing that? So, so focus, refocusing in our mind will help us do that. And that comes with practice. It comes with experience. So the more you do it, so the more you do something, the more confident you become that that's, that's true. And that's a good thing. So more you do, whatever you do, like if you do, how many podcasts have you done? Episodes have you done so far? Tell me. 50. 50, right. So 50, that's a mate, that's a mighty number. That's a lot. <laughs> so 50 podcasts, regardless of the quality. So let's put quality performance, um, guests, value, put all that aside. 50 podcasts, you, I'm sure in your mind, quite, you, you can feel uh, quite confident about yourself because you've done 50 podcasts. You've done it 50 times. You've, you know, you've set up the mic 50 times. You've, you've edited, edited your, your, your episodes 50 times. So you're, you're confident. You feel good. You feel confident. But the thing is, with the confidence, we need to have some kind of something in there that's helping us grow. Right. So we need to have feedback, perhaps, or we need to be self-aware. We need to listen to those, maybe not 50 podcasts, but I'm sure you're listening all the time through editing, probably. And you can hear maybe, oh, maybe I should have. Why did I say that? Or I could have said that or that's something I'm always always editing out. Maybe it'd be a good idea if I don't say that next time. Or how can I get maybe a better answer from a guest by asking 
this type of question or so so basically the confidence of doing something so many times is good so practice doesn't always make perfect practice makes perfect with feedback and self-awareness so the more we're self-aware the more we're going to grow and feel more confident about ourselves and our ability that voice starts to soften still there it's always there but it's just quieter or another way of looking at it is or another way of approaching this is letting that voice tell you what it has to tell you and just like listening to that voice and then taking parts of that feedback on and other parts of that feedback not listening to it and what is the main mistake the number one mistake people do when delivering presentations um that's a good question because there are so many <laughs> big, so many big one okay right so the, the the one that i see a lot and in my first you know first couple of sessions with someone the first thing i see often or two things really the first thing is really the the mindset the energy the value understanding the value of what you're sharing often we can just go into a presentation go into kind of presentation mode and 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 do all the things we think people will enjoy people will appreciate to to connect to engage with our bodies with our voice perhaps where we stand what we say but underneath all of that we have to define what is the value what's the real value we're about to share in in the presentation that we're going to give you know what is it that the audience is going to get from this what am i giving that's good how are they going to think differently how are they going to walk away with something that they didn't have before that they can use that's valuable so knowing that already kind of really defining that in your mind really understanding what that is once you've got that the great thing is once you've got that then everything else kind of comes into place because you know where you're going and you know what people you're going to give people by the end of it so if i ask you now i ask you now what would be okay in general the value of your podcast i'd say that by listening to stories this might be linked to your storytelling topic from before by listening other people's stories in this case business stories from any side of the world people would understand more more things and perhaps they may realize that many differences that we think we have actually they do not exist because what happens to you happened to me what happened to her happened to lots of other people on the other side of the world so it's about sharing stories relatable stories and maybe stories that are even new that's that is great that's really great so having that already telling yourself that and having that in your mind and and knowing that off by heart you just feel that everything every episode is is geared towards that goal you know stories from around the world wherever you are regardless of who you are where you are um what you do 
you maybe just something in what you say and what you share can help somebody else in another part of the world dealing with their challenge or struggle or they can see maybe a part of them in you or part of them in your story so yeah i love what you just said there i love that i think that's great i think that's you've really defined that if i may peter if i may peter this is exactly what happens to me so you know i said what i think what i hope happens or will happen to the audience but this happens to me in every single episode because th this is something i love to do i love to interact with other business people especially business people from industries that i don't know much about because through this interaction i'm learning something or i get curious about something or I relate to something or maybe you know something happens that i don't like whatever but i really love what is happening right now and i hope that the way i feel in every single episode is something that happens to the audience as well yeah i mean the, the the that relationship between the guest and and the and the host often we can we feel that we can feel that as i say through the voice and through our content and how we're feeling and the interactions we have and hopefully other people can hear that as well um and it's great to hear that you know you, you're feeling this every single episode or that's what you're trying to you're 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 trying to move that forward in that direction so doing this is, is a good thing but i again i don't see there are a lot of people that don't that haven't thought about this too much or they they're not quite sure what the value really is and so all it takes is just a little bit of time a little bit of brainstorming a little bit of conversation and listening to others. And like, for, for example, me, what I do, I would, you know, the first, most of the time at the beginning, it's, it's me listening. I'm a speaker coach. So you'd think I do more speaking. Actually, most of my job is, is listening. I'm a listening coach. That's what coaches are really. They, they, they listen and help others look within and help them move forward themselves. So yeah, listening and asking the right questions to help them define really what, what is this value? What are they going to share that's going to get people to do something different and walk away with the value they need? And, and again, this time that we have, the time you have sharing that message, you have to make sure it brings that value. I've got one final question, Peter, a question that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So share with us, tell us one memorable moment from your international career. And I guess you have many, but you have to pick one. It could be a successful episode, a funny episode, or even a very bad one, a catastrophic episode. Yeah, I've got quite a few of those bad ones and quite a few good ones and quite a few in the in, in between. <laughs> as a host, as a, an international MC host, uh, chair, I, it, it's great. I'm, I'm lucky enough to present on stages in front of large crowds, small crowds, important crowds um, in different sectors, different tech sectors, and uh, sharing lots of ideas and listening to lots of speakers as well. And I get to now and again, I get to um, host events that are maybe a little bit, bit, bit more prestige perhaps than others where we invite okay lots of politicians that's quite normal a lot of big events uh but certain events even royalty so i was asked to host an event 
an important event a year, a, you know, a, an event every two years in Jordan, in Amman, um, on, be, on behalf of the king, king of Jordan. And uh, but the thing is, so before I got there, um, well, actually, when I got there, um, we did we, we we did rehearsals, we did lots of um, we did lots of practice, and naturally, the whole king's court, they bring, you know, they have to check everything in terms of security. You have got the dogs, sniffer dogs. You've got, you know, the bomb squad. They've got everybody there making sure that everything is prepared following protocol. And that's natural. So just to give you a little bit of an insight, coming on the stage as a host, using my body, using my hands and gestures, you can see that now in front of me. Those of you who are listening can't see that, but I'm quite expressive with how I'm using my body. Now, as a host, as a presenter, using that body and letting people see you from top to toe is a good thing. And it helps them, helps you become more memorable and more engaging. And that was, that was, that's how I roll. That's, that's how I do my job. But in Jordan, in front of the king, one of the protocols is you are not allowed to stand right in front of the king. So I was asked to stand behind a podium left or right of the stage. So I, you know, I, 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 I made a point that, you know, this isn't that great. It should, you know, I should be in the center. I should be able to express myself. Can I, can I do that? They got clearance from the Royal court. They were, they let me do this. That's okay. But the thing is that again, that the, the, the King doesn't usually pay much attention to hosts and doesn't really have much of an interest naturally because he usually comes in and hangs around for half an hour for the opening ceremony and then leaves. Just before, just before we, we did the second rehearsal, there was a Jordanian, a part of the Jordanian King's Court, who was actually new. I think he was a new member of the, 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 the team. And he was a little bit um, confused and a little bit um, unhappy that there was an Englishman who is going to, to, to host this event in Jordan. It sh- he felt it should be a Jordanian, a young Jordanian who speaks English and um you know proud to be jordanian in front of the king and you know the event organizers said listen we have only got less than 24 hours we can't get somebody else number two this guy's good we've seen his work he's experienced he knows what he's doing he's very good and number three you really need to give him a chance okay the guy from the king's court looked across at me i remember this very well i was just having a coffee and i saw the event organizer and this gentleman both look at me in almost stare at me and point at me. And I was, I was just drinking a coffee, not knowing what this was all about. And then I just saw them nod and then turn back. Afterwards, I asked the event organizer, you know, what, is everything okay? What's going on? He explained to me that conversation that he had when he looked around at me. The guy from the King's Court asked him, okay, where is this Peter Hopwood? Where, where is he? Let me see him. You, you've just told me your case on why he should stay. I want to see him for myself. He pointed across at me, looked at me, (laughs) and he saw me, and he saw my face, and he saw how I looked, and he said to me, he said to the event organizer, it's okay. He looks Jordanian. But the the only thing is, he needs to remember if he is ever asked if, if he is Jordanian, he has to say, yes, his grandparents or his great grandparents were from Amman. OK, just to, to keep to keep to make sure everything's OK. And I, I, I did many times during that day, I did actually say, 
I had relatives from Amman many years ago. Anyway, we did the, the did the event um, opening ceremony. At the end of the ceremony, I then stepped back by protocol. It's all rehearsed. I stepped back. Uh, the king's meant to stand up, and then literally all the all the security they know what's happening, and that's that's we all rehearsed it. They do that, and then uh, he walks off, and they all kind of follow him in front and behind a whole entourage with the king. I say my piece. We finish. King stands up, and then for some reason he comes towards me. He's coming towards the stage. The security either side. I can see the security are like freaking out. What is going on? He's coming towards me, and then he comes to the edge of the stage and asks me to come to the stage. I then go to the stage. The security are both almost, you know, that they are, they're not quite sure what's happening. And then I lean over to the king. King puts his hand out, shakes my hand, and says, "Listen, thank you so much." You were great. Thanks a lot. And I think I, I I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I think thank I think thanks. Thanks. It was it was good fun. I enjoyed it. And the great thing, then he he then stepped back and then they all walked off. And the great thing is a photographer managed to get that that moment where the when I had a little chat with the king, because again, he doesn't ever talk to hosts. It was really nice of him to show his appreciation. And he, he was gently, you know, if he wasn't happy, he wouldn't have done that. I love that, Peter. And I really hope you have that moment photographed <laughs> in your, you know, in a frame somewhere uh, in your uh, home. And with that said, Peter, I would like to wrap this up by asking you, after listening to this episode, who should connect with you? And furthermore, tell us a little bit more about your role. Yeah, so uh, as you've heard, uh, I'm a speaker coach. I help uh, CEOs, companies, teams to to build their speaking uh, on a stage. But also, more importantly, now uh, over the last year, just under under a year or so, really focusing on virtual engagement, really helping teams to build their speaking online virtually. So how they show up when they speak, how they show up when they don't speak, to make sure you come across well. Things to say, the webinars, calls, presentations. So everything to do with virtual engagement online, um, helping teams and companies to do that. So, so yeah, I work with the companies across the globe uh, more and more now. Um, as I say, moving even more towards that in twenty now in twenty twenty one. So if you're a company and you've got um, uh, lots of teams and you you value, as I'm sure you do, you value how your teams are presenting, how they're speaking online, get in contact, um, let me know, and uh, and then let's see how we can collaborate, uh, perhaps sharing a, a workshop, uh, a series of workshops perhaps for all of your team members to make sure everybody's on the same level and, and sharing their messages in the right way. Do that over LinkedIn, um, link up, let's know, let me know that you've been listening to this episode um, so I know where you're coming from and uh, let's see where we can collaborate. So I'll link all this information in the show notes. So Peter, I want to thank you for your insights. Thank you for joining us on the International Business Podcast. Thank you so much. I hope we can do this again sometime. Subscribe today to listen to more international business stories. We have new guests every Monday. Connect with us on LinkedIn, info in the show notes. See you next week. Cheers. <laughs>